0: So I just interviewed, oh, welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast. I can't believe I did not introduce it correctly. I just interviewed Eric Vickery of All Star Dental Academy. He's a dental coach, but he's much more than that. He is actually a high-performance coach where he helps people break through any mental barriers they have to achieving their goals. In this podcast, it had to be cut short, so it was only forty minutes, and I had to bring it back on for a second part. We talk about how foundational mindset is, and if you don't have the correct mindset to start, and if you're putting a lid on your belief system of what you can achieve, you will only achieve to what you believe. Which I know that sounds kind of like a generic statement, but it's so true. And Eric is the guy to get you past your limiting belief system. So Eric, I cannot thank you enough for doing this interview. We had to have you back on for a second one. Guys, you're going to love this one. Thank you again. This is the Health and Wealth W-E-L-L-T-H podcast. I'll see you guys soon. Rickery, you're Eric Vickery,
1: same? All-Star Dental Academy. Yep.
0: I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Uh, we had your employee, Shelly Van Epps, and people loved her episode. All about communication, uh, talking to patients, accepting treatment, and you're the boss. She talked about the amazing <laughs> boss. So I'm so happy to have you on.
1: Shelly is amazing in her own right. I actually think she's a she's a better coach trainer than I am. Like most of my coaches are, I think they're all phenomenal in their own unique ways. And I loved her topic. And I said I got to be on there too because it's it's human skills like the soft skills, the verbal skills are so important and. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in just mental toughness, whether it's health wise, whether it's you know, communicating with your patients, your team, team building, any of it, you've gotta have a healthy mindset to even get there.
0: So how do you even start developing mental toughness or what is mental toughness in your view?
1: Yeah, so the first thing that I always talk about is your most powerful tool is your mindset. Sometimes people don't hear that correctly. They think I say your most powerful tool is your mind. Yes and no, it's actually your mind. So everybody's got a mind. It's to what level you're using it. So gosh, in 1998, my very first mentor Walter Haley took me through this and he's a old dental, you know, dental boot camp was what it was called and he took me through this. And now, you know, at All-Star Dental Academy, we we teach our clients the same thing. You cannot communicate effectively without a powerful mind, mindset. Your focus has to be key. So the simple saying I love is you're only as effective as you can communicate, right? So if your clinical skills are a 10, you know, you're, 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 you have your MAGD and, and you're off the charts with your clinical, but your communication skills are a 5, your patient's going to perceive you as a 5. Oftentimes, those communication skills are being negated or interfered with because our mindset is broken, and a simple way, the first step to break through that is acknowledgement and then self-talk. You've probably heard of self-talk before. It's, I'm, I'm not the first one to bring that up. So when you wake up, the subconscious is already projecting, right? It's playing back to your conscious mind. I don't know. Have you ever woken up and you have a song playing in your head?
0: Uh, sometimes you're going to laugh. It's Ball with the Ball by Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe yes. I said that. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Okay. So, and, and I think we all have a, oh man, I, I heard that yesterday. Or why is that share song stuck in my head? You know, and uh, just now now I said that and now it's here and I don't even want to share it with everybody because I don't want to ruin everybody's day. So your mind is working overtime and it's actually mo- most powerful in that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, I need to write that down and then you don't write it down, and then you wake up at the time you're supposed to wake up, and you can't remember what it was you wanted to write down because your brain's just working overtime. Your subconscious is so powerful when your conscious is shut off. So, and it's an empty hard drive. Your, your conscious mind, you can take control of that and program that subconscious mind with, with your self-talk. You're not old enough, probably, but when I was growing up, we had this cartoon called Tom and Jerry. It was a cat always chasing the mouse. Are you familiar with Tom and Jerry? I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar. Okay. The cat would always have an angel version of himself on one shoulder and a, and a devil version of himself on the other shoulder, right? And just saying, eat the mouse, don't eat the mouse, eat the mouse, don't eat the mouse, right? And what we have to acknowledge, first of all, is that we have a voice in our mind, a positive and a negative, okay? And whichever one is, you're going to allow win is the one that you feed into. And so that saying, you are what you eat, is not just the physical eat, it's the spiritual, it's the subconscious, it's the internal, it's the emotional. What are you feeding yourself? And so re-script your self-talk. When I wake up in the morning, I have habits. You probably have read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yep. Okay. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I mean, this is not new stuff. I've been doing this for a long time, but I wake up in the morning, uh, being a man of faith, I start my day with prayer. But that prayer is focused on who am I plugging into? What am I going to be for my people that I want to make a difference for in their life? What does that look like? And I'm asking for help. I'm asking for encouragement. But I'm saying, let's go do this. And I have some things that I run through that I won't bore, bore everybody with. But you got to have your own I am statements. Does that make sense? Okay.
0: So how would you know if you back up a few steps if your mindset is actually working against you?
1: Yeah. Are you where you want to be right now in life? Okay. John Maxwell calls it the law of the lid. And in his book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of a Leader, he addresses the McDonald's, the, the originator of McDonald's, right? Before it was McDonald's like we know it, it was owned by two guys. They made a movie on this and they were able to make three franchises. They had this lid because they didn't know that the belief, they didn't have the belief in themselves that it could even be possible. And... What is, what is your invisible lid that you have? Right. And so he, he refutes that he, he overturns that with the law of the rubber band. Have you ever heard of that before?
0: I have not heard of that. Okay.
1: The law of the, so what, it, what is when a rubber band is most useful, what's happening to it?
0: When it's most useful, it's yeah. either elastic or it's holding on to something.
1: Yeah. It's being stretched. Okay to hold something together, right? It's being stretched. So the law of the rubber band just saying, look, John Maxwell says true life begins at the end of your comfort zone. You arrive there by stretching. So get out of your comfort zone. So you haven't reached the place you wanna be yet. Most of us could say that. Okay, what's holding us back? Oftentimes that's an invisible barrier this law of the lid that we're placing on ourselves. Oh, I can never make that much money or I can never reach that many people or I can never accomplish that. There's this internal dialogue that you need to identify that you're programming your subconscious mind with. So we simply call it self-talk and I'm a 10. 10 is a, it's a numeric measurement. And we ask people, hey, if you had whatever, you teach people how to treat you, right? Okay, whatever you're projecting, you're receiving. So if you're, you're projecting yourself as an eight or a seven, people are going to treat you as a six or a five. You're getting back in life what you're putting out. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Second is, well, if I'm going to be a 10, people often confuse that with perfection. No. I'm talking about stretching. I'm talking about removing my law of the lid that I believe I can get there. What is there? I can define that vision. I can work through my self-talk on that. I liken it to when you're born... It, the light switch goes on. So you, you hit the, you know, the, the dimmer switch on the, on the wall. It's got that, that turn. That zero is dim, 10 is bright, right? Boom, you're born, light goes on. From that moment on, we don't recognize this or not, right? But when it comes to our self-esteem, our brightness, our 10 on our, on our forehead, what we project, our hands on that dial, we're the ones internally turning that dial up or down. So when it, simple example, when it comes to patient communication, Okay? Human skills, like we're talking about. Building, leading my team. If I'm turning my dial to a seven, I'm not getting where I want to be. So I have to identify, first of all, here's a simple answer to your question, <laughs> finally getting there. If I were to write down, what's my, what's my self-esteem value? What am I putting on myself? If I write down a nine or less, that's silly because my hand's the one on the dial. So I, of course I'm not gonna achieve what I wanna achieve. I've already limited myself. Law of the lid is put in place. This comes from a book called Robert McGee, Search for Significance. And he talks about self-esteem. Most people incorrectly believe that self-esteem, as you're growing up, imagine you're age four to 18, and your self-esteem is being developed. So let me ask you this, Dr. Vance, where, where do you, in that time frame, where are you getting your self-esteem from during that time frame?
0: I would guess your friends and your parents.
1: Okay, he calls it perception of others. How people perceive me and, and the feedback they give me in that, okay, comes from my performance. So, perception of others plus performance. Bad grades, good grades, athlete, not athlete. What, how, what do I look like? My physical appearance, right? Perf- that's a performance. And so, my self esteem starts being developed age four to 18. Like basically, these are not his words by any means. He said, that's a bunch of crap. Because if I'm determined upon what you think of me to determine my self-esteem, where's that going to lie? Where's that going to land? Probably not at that 10 mark that we're wanting to do, that we're wanting to achieve, that we're wanting to be. So consciously, daily, moment by moment, think about where's my hand on my dial internally? Where am I turning that dial to? Because if you're turning it less than a 10, that's the result you're going to get in life. So self-esteem actually comes from the word self-esteem. It comes from self. It's internal. And it's, what am I getting from you? Whatever I'm getting from you, I'm going to start to believe or choose to believe or not believe. Is that fair?
0: Very fair. When I'm listening to you now, I guess I'll just open up on this podcast. I never left that phase from mm. the perception of others plus performance. Mm. And I think a lot of my colleagues haven't either.
1: Mm-hmm. Approval addiction is what that's called. Yeah. Yeah. Approval addiction is a real, real thing. It, it doesn't go away. So here's something I, I say to clients. W- you know, we, We're trying to master ourselves, right? Master ourselves. So self-discipline begins with the mastery of your own thoughts. Your own thoughts are doing that. So if you don't actually control what you're thinking, you're not going to be able to control what you achieve. That's hard to do. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't have perfect days. This, this isn't about perfection. This is about pursuit of excellence. It starts internally and it, it shows up outside. You are what you eat. You've probably heard you're, you're, you're most like the closest five people around you, right? Yeah. That's who you're going to be. So who's pouring into you in and that, that influence you have on that self-esteem, that 10? Who's influencing that? So second thing you could do every day when you wake up. So when my alarm goes off... I don't know, what what button do you hit when your alarm goes off? What do you hit?
0: I turn it off and get out of bed.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those. I turn it off and get out of bed. Nine times out of ten, people say the snooze button. And immediately when that alarm goes off, their reaction to it is, oh, already? Oh, I got a horrible night's sleep. And you hear how all of a sudden you're programming your subconscious to start to believe what? It's not going to be a good day. Yeah. Negativity begets... Negativity, negativity. Yeah, positivity begets positivity. And you start that, you initiate the moment that alarm goes off. So some coaching hacks, you could have a playlist, you could have a, a song go off so it can play and wake you up slow. I know waking up to the sounds of birds, people are doing things like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the slow sunrise, you know, waking up in the dark is, is hard for some people, me included. So the, the hack would be at that moment, what habit, back to atomic habits back to seven habits of highly effective people what are you doing in that moment what's your how do you train your body how do you train your mind to react and follow your your train your body to follow your mind in that reaction my alarm goes off and i say man i'm breathing i get another shot today now i'm not i'm not an ignorant person but i am a positive person so my positive mental attitude is something that I want to go after. When I have a bad day, it actually stands out. My wife says, wow. For you to be behaving this way, something really must be going on. And most recently, that was April 15th. If, if you know what happens for business owners on April 15th, you know why I was probably having a bad day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like paying taxes is optional, right? Is that what <laughs> I
1: wish, I wish, man, I wish I could mentally remove taxes from this conversation. But most recently, since we're in April, that was my bad yeah. day. And it was, you know, it was after my work day, but I was, you know, it was actually April 18th. You know, that's the new, new I guess, deadline where the, the ACH came out and I was looking at it going, oh my gosh, this is rough, you know? And then it was just, are you having a bad day or is it a bad moment that you're allowing to make you have a bad day? Am I feeding it, right? You are what you eat, what are you feeding that? So, so number one is, what, what's your 10, what's your self-talk? Number two is, what do you do that moment your day starts? How do you create your habits? And where is your mental toughness? Where's your mental toughness lying in this process? So, are those things familiar to you? Does that that sound familiar?
0: It does. And I guess I gotta ask you a question if you're willing yeah. to say it. Um, What is the first thing you say to yourself okay. when you don't hit snooze and get out of bed? All
1: right. So I'm gonna share with you what was shared with me in 1998 because I don't want to get personal on who I am through prayer and all that kind of stuff because I don't want to sure. make people maybe share that or, or but you know your I am statement. So for us it was. I am, right? And we would follow this. So I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm happy. I get what I want because I deserve it. I always do what I do when I do it, whether I want to or not, no debate. I teach people how to treat me because I'm a 10 and I treat others like they're a 10. That was all, how it all started for me. Uh, I, I read a book called Prayer of Jabez. It came out a long, long time ago. And there are four parts to that. And I uh, have modified that over the years. And what I've taught people through perfor- high-performance coaching is, write out your I am statements. I am, I love what I do. I am loved. I enjoy going to work every day. People enjoy me at work. You can just start with some basics like that. So, but it has to be habitual. Has to be something that you do every single day. Your programming, your subconscious believes everything you tell it. What is your lid? What are you limiting it on your belief? You got to get out of your own way. Okay. Okay. In, in does that answer your question? Is that okay? It
0: does. Okay. Uh, before, let me ask you one more because I'm yeah. sure the audience is trying to ask this question too. Yeah. Are you a naturally positive person? I would say no. I, I don't okay. know.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question because I don't know any other way. Okay. But I can tell you this: I was I was picked on. My last name is Vickery. You can imagine growing up with the last name Vickery how well that went for me, right? Okay. Sure. Um, I wasn't the most gifted student in class. I was the class clown, you might say, to try to deflect off that name. Uh, so no, I, I, went through times where it was pretty tough. I wasn't just like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be positive through all this. No, I, I would say no. I would say that I'm naturally humorous, that I'm naturally a communicator. Uh, have you done StrengthsFinder?
0: I have not, but I know the book. Oh,
1: mm. So when we do our leadership coaching, we go DISC personality profile. Okay. Level two is Strengths Finder, and level three is EQ emotional intelligence. Okay. So in strengths, my five talents, which aren't molded molded to you, about twenty two. So this is post you know torturous years of growing up. Right, kids are so mean. I, I found out some things. Uh, communications a natural talent for me. Uh, I am an activator, uh, uh, achiever. I, I love helping people activate, get them somewhere, right? I'm a maximizer. I love people maximizing their potential. I have a strong belief, which means I have core values. And woo, winning others over. Those are my top five strengths. Now, I didn't learn those too much, much later, but I was already naturally gifted in those to answer your question. Uh, there is one called positivity in strengths, but that wasn't my top five that wasn't in there. So no, I would say I'm not naturally a, a positive person, but I th- I think that I'm a, <laughs> I think I'm a realist. Uh, um, I'm, I don't like extremes. I, I don't go extreme either direction on things. Uh, I, I do challenge and question things that people say. So no, I'm not. <laughs> but, but my wife would say that I'm a positive person.
0: It seems like then the positivity stems from habits mm-hmm. and a constant effort because you know the benefits yeah. of positive thinking. That's exactly I am right. as pessimistic as they come. <laughs> if there's like a scale, I'm like off the scale. Got and it. I see someone who speaks positively to themselves as delusional. And mm-hmm. I wish I did not think that way because I have a huge lid on my thinking and my belief system as well. So if I come to you with that...
1: Where do yeah. we start? Opposite sorter. So what you're talking about is somebody that may be an opposite sorter. There's nothing wrong with that, but you like to to really get granular with it, make sure it's real. It can't be phony or fake or fluff. So you gotta make it your own. So have you ever heard opposite sorter before? Has that?
0: I, no? I have okay. not heard that.
1: So you can, for those listening, you could do your own analysis on this. You could just close your eyes and just imagine the relationship between something. So we'll use the relationship between Mm, a nickel, dime, and a quarter, how do they relate? So if you were to think about the relationship between a nickel, dime, and a quarter, wh- 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 how do you define their relationship? What would you say?
0: I immediately thought the size of the actual coin.
1: And what about them?
0: That the quarter's the biggest, nickel's in the middle, and dime's the smallest.
1: Okay. so you saw a difference in size. A same sorter would say, oh, they're all money. Oh, they're all round. Oh, they all have a size, right? So the pessimist or the opposite sorter will find the differences in things, the the reasons why things won't work. Now, you have to understand that first. So if you were listening, you went through that and goes, oh yeah, I I see the difference in things. I see the exception to the rule typically. You just need to understand that about yourself. And then when when you're doing these sorts of things, you need to make it your own. Okay, well, I'm not gonna do it the way Eric does it would be your response to that. You'd opposite sort that and you'd say, I'm not going to do it then, but I'm going to do it this way. Maybe I won't do I am statements, but I'm going to do beliefs, or I'm going to do core values. That's fine too, but make it your own. If I'm working with you as a client, I would say to you, this is, sounds funny. I would say to you, you know this this works for a lot of people, Dr. Vince, but but this doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And and you would say, "Oh, well, wait, wait, let me make the decision on that then."
0: I'm thinking that right now. <laughs>
1: Well, how do you know what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of it's a bit of reverse psychology. It's called the takeaway.
0: The take. Okay.
1: The takeaway. Yeah. So.
0: What's crazy is you just said, "I'm like an opposite sorter. I think like this is why it won't work." hmm I wish my wife was on this call now because she would tell you that's exactly how I think all the yeah. time.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different perspective. But if you understand that that's your perspective and actually great to have on your team because you can come with these ideas. You know, Alex Nottingham, our our CEO, he's, he's the idea guy. And he will come with something. And if we're all just a bunch of yes men going, yes, oh, CEO, come with the ideas, it's not gonna be great, right? It's not gonna work. But you need an opposite sorter on that team who'll say, hey, that's a crazy thought and here's why this will never work. And then we can work through those challenges to figure out how to make it work. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Have you heard the quote by Oscar Wilde? I think it's by him. Some people build airplanes. Some people build parachutes.
1: Oh, that's good. I have not heard that. That's crazy. I love it.
0: Oh, okay. i I have like, I have a PhD in building parachutes. Parachute. Like that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you that's need what those I'm people on of. your team. It's totally fine. Now what you're going to have to work through from a Almost a therapeutic coaching. My wife's a therapeutic coach, by the way. She's the one that deals with the past. Okay. I'm the one that deals with the future. You know, Shelly and, and our coaching team. We, we work on, you know, systems and team training as, as a coaching unit. I do, I do the high performance coaching with people who are trying to figure out how to take it to the next level and how to get out of their own way. Sometimes therapy has to be done first before we get into coaching hacks. But what you have to just understand is who you are in your natural state to understand how to grow in that state. So you just have to know that you're an opposite sorter in that. And how does it work for you to think, well, my alarm clock goes off. I get out of bed. Why wouldn't you? Who would hit the snooze button? Now what's the next step for you? What works for you? For me, I have a playlist. Every day I listen to two songs on about a 15 or 16 song playlist that I listen to. It goes in my back pocket while I'm walking around in the morning getting ready. Because the wrong song is typically playing in my head you get to decide as an opposite sorter what the right song is for you. I'm not going to tell you what that is. Okay. That's just a simple example. So let me go over four types of thinkers since we're talking about this. Okay. Yeah, this will help. Okay. So number one type of thinker is they're just flat out lazy. There's no goals. There's no point. Why would I do that? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a goal oriented person and, and I'm lazy with it. Life just happens. OK, you know, some. You, you're immediately picturing some people in your life that just they're not they're not growing. And, and, and by the way, there's only two options, growth or decline. Mm-hmm. OK, growth or coasting. And people who are coasting are going downhill. You can only coast if you're going downhill. OK, so if you want to grow, you have to have a growth mindset. Number one, lazy, no goals. Number two, big dreamer, the visionary. Right. Lots of ideas, but no action. And they're always changing it. You're probably picturing this person now. Somebody who's always got ideas, right? Number three, this is person who sets the goals but can't get past challenges. They're focused on obstacles. And this is where you have to be careful, the opposite sorter, okay? Oh, I had this vision, but here's what happened. This got in my way. When we do our results formula, you have to understand there's always a surefire way to achieve any goal you want. As long as it's realistic. It can be risky, but it has to be realistic. As long as you have intentionality and mechanism. Intentionality plus mechanism. That's been around forever. Okay, mechanisms, we talk about systems. 94% of success in the system. You have good systems you'll accomplish. You'll get there. Some of us just don't know the right system. Oftentimes, a law of the lid side of it is intentionality. If you have low intentionality, um, determination. What's your determination factor? If your determination factor is really, really low, or you have things influencing it and you give up easy, you're three, you're focused on obstacles, your intentionality goes away, you run into a wall, you don't think, oh, let me just find another way to do this, a different system, another mechanism, I'm determined, you give up. So if you have supreme intentionality and you have the ability to find mechanisms and and try and run into a brick wall and try something different, you're gonna achieve the goal. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Okay. So this intentionality is at like, Intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic keeps you going.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Because, okay, so now you're getting to motivation. I don't like the word motivation. I like the word inspiration. Sure. Okay? okay. Because motivation will fade. You'll listen to this podcast and go, oh my gosh, I love that. Those are such good ideas. But communication disappears. It's gone. You know, you lose, you, you're going to hear this. And after the podcast over, you go, know, now, what was that thing he said about, you know, intentionality and and, and what was the other word? <laughs> and it disappears. So, but inspiration is something I find internally that drives me and my purpose to go out and do. And so my intentionality, my determination shows up in that. Now I might need the five people around me to help me find those mechanisms, those systems to get around and navigate around those brick walls I'm running into. But the level three thinker just runs into a brick wall and gives up. Oh, maybe I'll set a different goal then. Maybe my goal was too high. No, it just wasn't your willingness to work around the challenge. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then number four. This is where we all want to be. Purpose in life is understood, right? That's that inspiration. So you're willing to engage in obstacles with with confidence. You're willing to say, "I'm going to fail, and that's okay." In fact, there there is nobody who's been born and just been successful from that moment on. Well, maybe one guy, but we won't <laughs> we won't get on, on <laughs> onto that. But but you're going your your success that you're standing on is is a pile of failures. You've just been determined
0: enough and found the systems enough to navigate around and through that. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm thinking about purpose too. Mm-hmm. Where are your clients finding their purpose?
1: Well, so that's a coaching conversation to be had that's individual for each person and it takes time to sit down and write out a crappy rough draft. You've probably heard that, you know. Uh, you know, Simon Sinek, find your why. Okay, uh, Brene Brown. You know, you're not. You're not your um, circumstances. A lot of this is intertwined in that. So find your what really brings you joy. What's your own why? And and then from there we work outwards and say, okay, well, how do you make that happen more? And what are the things you to do to make it happen? Who needs to be around you with that? We start asking some questions. Then you can really get into vision and goal setting and those sorts of things but if you just dive into vision and goal setting first you're missing a big step of what's going to keep you going to try to accomplish that vision okay is that fair it is okay yeah so <clears throat> i use i use from a mindset standpoint well just to review what what's your self-talk like Are are you do you have internal dialogue that really really works okay and we went through some things on that okay be a 10 create some hacks. How do you start your day? Those are some things you can do to help with your self-talk. We also mentioned, I think the second thing for having a a champion mindset or a powerful mindset or a positive mindset is who are the people around you? Who are your your five people? Because that's who you're going to be like, okay? 2.5 would be you are what you eat. So whatever you're putting in, whatever you're pouring in, that's what's going to come out of you. That's what's going to fester inside of you. I wish I'd have known that when I was listening to the music I was listening to as a teenager, right? The movies I was watching, you know, the books I wasn't reading, the focus I didn't have, the people I didn't have around me, because that's who pours into you. As soon as I got a mastermind group, as soon as I I had people pouring into me that I was like, oh my gosh, I want success. This is what I want to do. Everything started to change because they were pouring in the right things. I had an opportunity in 2001 to jump ship on the coaching thing to take the quicker paycheck and to take a high paying job, a six figure paying job in 2001 for me was a lot with, with at that time, uh, two kids, uh, we hadn't had third, number three, number four yet. And it was very, very tempting to take the shortcut to that. But my mastermind group, my mentors in my group said, yeah, I think, I think you'd be taking a shortcut. I think you'd be taking the easy way out. And I think you have uh, your ladder leaning against the right wall. You just need to grow in that more. I was only 26 years old. I've been coaching since I was 25. I'm 48 now. And I I like to say it took me 15 years to become an overnight success. (laughs) But those people have to pour into you to give you direction. So who's around you? What are they pouring into? You are what you eat. Give yourself permission to fail. Number three, give yourself permission to fail. Understand that perfection does not exist, but the pursuit of excellence is what this is about. So 1% growth every day. I'm not coasting. I'm not. It's, it's growth or decline has been around since Plato and Socrates. I don't know if you know that. They've been debating that. You know, one said growth, plateau, decline, retirement. They said, no, there's just growth or decline. Tony Robbins says there's growth or death. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're either growing or coasting. And coasting only happens when you're going downhill. So what's your 1% growth today? Teach something to someone. And John Maxwell in five levels of leadership, right? Number, level, number four, he talks about people development. You want to get to level four in your leadership? Who are you developing? Who are you pouring into? So if I have the right people around me feeding me the right things over time, I get to start doing that same thing to others. That's why I love doing these podcast interviews. Can we just get all, get all this out there? Get everybody permission to be successful. You get to define what that is. So your pursuit of excellence is on your timeline, how fast you can believe it will determine how quickly you achieve it. So if you're holding yourself back mentally and your beliefs and your low vision, you're shooting it really short, you don't have that confidence, maybe you need therapeutic coaching to get through that. Maybe you just need someone to help, help you realize there's some hacks you can do to get over that, overcome it. All right. Number four, uh, this is a big one and it's trust your shape. It's just an acronym I use, shape, uh, S-H-A-P-E. And it's not in a book or anything like that. It's just something I made up and everybody has to know where they are foundationally to know how to grow out of that. So shape is, and it's not in this order. It's just, the acronym helps me remember it. So shape is your strengths. Do strength finder with Gallup. That's a really, really powerful uh, tool for you to understand what are your natural talents. So you're not trying to put a round peg in a square hole. You can really, really succeed if, if your talents are suited to your role. Number two, habits, H, habits. I shouldn't say number two, S, strengths, H, habits. So whether it's seven habits, atomic habits, you could, all these books, they're all talking about how do you create a habit? You have to hear something seven to 11 times to really get it. And you gotta do it 21 to 52 days in a row to make it a habit. So what are your habits you're gonna do? Sometimes you need to write those out and they're small things, little baby steps to help you get further. Number three, you've probably heard about Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. Yep. Okay, so H is built. Um, A is built on that. A is appreciation languages. How do you like to be appreciated, and how does your team around you like to be appreciated? Because that's very specific for people. So gifts, touch, words of encouragement, quality time, and acts of service. So do you know all your team's appreciation languages, and are you implementing that daily? Whatever you want, give it away because we need appreciation too. You've. I've heard it on your podcast. We probably had some people coming in saying. I feel underappreciated and overworked. Burnout is coming, right? This burnout oh, yep. word has been, been very hot lately. So if you don't have appreciation as part of your culture, burnout will be right around the corner. This is a number one hack to helping make sure that you're growing, but your team is growing along with you. All right, P, personality profile, your disc. Have you ever taken the disc profile?
0: No, I just took the Colby profile. Okay.
1: Yeah, Colby puts a lot of this together. It's, it's a really powerful tool. So, I, you know... Chevy Ford, right? I, I, just yeah. grew up with, I just grew up being a Chevy guy. I'm a Chevy guy, you know? So uh, DISC is something I grew up. It's a very simple four-option tool to use that I can teach people how to use really easily. But the bottom line is understand this. You have a natural behavior that it's telling you, whether it's DISC, Myers-Briggs, whatever it is, you have a natural behavioral style that it's identifying in you, okay? That natural style is now effective with the same people who have that same style as you, So when I communicate with you, we communicate differently. I'm not going to be as effective as with you communicating in my natural style. If I want to be effective, I use adapted behavior, not natural behavior. And to do that, I need to know your style. I need to know that you're an opposite sorter. So I can now communicate that way. You're probably not going to like the sound of this, but here it goes anyway. And then all of a sudden you like it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So use a personality profile tool, whatever one you want. I use DISC to help you understand what is your natural style and then how do I pick other people's styles out easily in communicating with them and now communicate more effectively with them in that. I'm going to adapt and get out of my comfort zone to make you more comfortable in the process. That will change your case acceptance by the way. E in shape is emotional intelligence. What's your EQ? And have you taken that one before? That serve that? Okay, so emotional intelligence, I break it down into four categories, self-awareness and self-management. Do, are you aware of how you're coming across to people, right? Are you able to manage it when you get emotionally riled up? It's like road rage would be the example. Can you control that? Just count to 10, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's some things in the self-management side. And then on the other side, there's social awareness. Can you read the room? And then relationship management. This is all we teach in case acceptance at All-Star is relationship management. How do you relate to other people and reach them and communicate with them effectively? Because you're only as good as you can communicate. So they did a study, and you can read this in emotional intelligence, and it says of the, I don't don't know if it was 500 or 5,000 top CEOs, I think it was 500 CEOs in America, 20% of them had high IQ and average EQ, emotional intelligence, 70% 70% of them had high EQ and only average IQ. What that tells us is your ability to be in relationship with people and being effective in your relationship actually will determine your height and where you go and the success of this. As a leader, as a communicator, uh, even as someone who is you know, trying to get case acceptance from your patients. You know, if you're if you're busy, you know, looking at the chart and your patients over there and they're laying flat on their back and you got your loops on and you're hovering over them and and you know you're coming across as very task-oriented clinical and they're terrified and they're grabbing the chair and their feet are crossed and locked and their eyebrows are raised, you're not picking up on some things. You're not reading the room and you're not adapting and relating to them well. Does
0: that make sense? It does. Now I want to be respectful of your time. I know you yeah. have to go in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Let me ask you one question about this. Yeah. Can you increase or train people to increase their emotional intelligence?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you when you, you could buy the book and in the book, it divides it up in those four sections. It says, here, here's some hacks. So when you go take the test, it's really quick. And the more honest you are about yourself, the better you're going to become. Because if you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You're not going to learn anything, right? From success, we don't learn that much from failure. We learn a lot. So you need to be honest with yourself. It's just you looking at it. And they actually give you some coaching hacks on what you can do in that situation. Counting to 10 is actually one of them. So my low EQ is social awareness because I'm, for lack of a better term, big personality. I have a tendency to forget to include people who don't have a big personality. And so one of my mentors, Suzanne Black, shared with me a long time ago. She said, the sign of a great communicator is someone who could speak the unspoken. Get the unspoken in the conversation going. So you'll hear me say, does that make sense? Because I'm recognizing that I've been talking now for four minutes straight and you haven't said anything. And I have to be more self-aware and read the room and say, wait a second, Dr. Vince, what's your thoughts on that? Does that that make sense? (laughs) It (laughs) it does actually, yeah. (laughs) All right. So that's a coaching hack to help me fix my low EQ in that realm. Okay. Okay. This is great. It's fun stuff. If you could tell, I get pretty passionate about it because this is foundational. You want to have people, doctors always want to, I want to implement systems. I want to have ideal day scheduling. I want to have financial arrangements. I want to work on my morning huddle. This all actually has to come before that. It's it's foundational because none of those coaching hacks, none of those systems are going to stick if your intentionality is low. If you don't understand who you are and how to grow and who you are. If your team doesn't really feel like you're pouring into them and giving them opportunity for growth. So, so shape, so strengths, habits, appreciation languages, personality profile, and emotional intelligence. Those are five real basic things that you could dive into over a period of time to improve who you are foundationally so that you can get into some other things. Now we started with, you know, mental toughness, right? Mental toughness is even before shape. That's what we talked about at first. So there's some things that you'd work on simultaneously and forever. It never goes away. You never fix working on your mental toughness. It's continuous. That is something that you initiate with and you continue in the high performance coaching world. And then you start developing some talents and some personality and habits and all those things along with it. They will not stick. Those will not stick if you're not healthy mentally first.
0: Seems like the mindset is foundational. And yes. without that, you can't even move forward.
1: That's right. That's right. And, and people get frustrated with, oh my gosh, there's a cancellation. What did you do wrong? Why didn't you stop that cancellation? Well, if you were emotionally aware and you were confident in your mental uh, stability, your mental toughness, you would have a different approach to that person and say, man, how many appointments did you save yesterday? Oh, I saved three. And you end up one of them you didn't, weren't able to save. That's a pretty good batting average. How about we work together on how we can figure out how to get you batting a 1,000? I want to support you in that. That's somebody who's mentally tough, been coached, knows how to reach people, communicate emotionally, intelligently, right? All of that plays a role in how you lead. So, you know, I guess what I wanted to share today was anybody could do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And we're not meant to be perfect in this. We're meant to fail through this, fail forward, as John Maxwell says. I I say celebrate your mistakes or celebrate your challenges, learn from them. But also surround yourself with people, podcasts that are pouring into you so that you can get better and better at this and surround yourself with the right people and and eat the right things, partake of the right information, get healthy mentally first and emotionally
0: that's perfect. I have to bring you back on. I know, we've got to cut now in the next few minutes. Um, <laughs> I can I it. bring you back on for a part two? I would
1: love it. I would love it. Yeah, listen, you know our All Star Dental Academy. Our team of coaches is amazing. You already met Shelly. She's phenomenal. We have, we have a whole group of people, and and so check us out. Look and see what we offer. Obviously, we're in the dental world, uh, but we're 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 actually beyond that. We're you know I, I do coaching for you know, professional CEOs, all in all sorts of walks of life, whether it's even on in, in the ministry side, whether it's non-ministry, all of it, non-dental doesn't really matter. We're here to support you.
0: I was just going to say the skills we talked about today are transferable to any aspect of life. If you're yeah. a dentist, doctor, anything, I think Eric's got right. to go to. So right. Eric, uh, yes, thank you for having me. I'd us, love to come back on. Yes. Give us your website real quick, All-Star yeah. Dental.
1: AllStarDentalAcademy.com. Go check it out. You could search Eric Vickery, All Star Dental Academy. It'll come up. We're all there. Uh, Alex and Heather Nottingham are amazing individuals. He was a Tony Robbins coach. Uh, his dad's a dentist. You know, she's a top trainer. Uh, we, we have an amazing team. You can check it all out there. We're here to support you. And you can just email email us Eric at AllStarDentalAcademy.com or Heather at AllStarDentalAcademy.com. Any question you have, we're here to help and support anyone who's listening, dental, non-dental doesn't matter.
0: Thank you. And I'll put your email in the show notes.
1: Oh, appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me
0: on. This was a lot of fun. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Eric. All right. Talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thank you.